Welcome to the Ancient Way Podcast, where we discuss what it looks like to live as a Gentile following a Jewish Messiah. Put simply, we want to help others rediscover an ancient way by embracing the Jewishness of Jesus. We're glad you're here. All right, welcome everyone to episode three of the Ancient Way Podcast, uh, where Jim and I are talking about how Jesus is Jewish and uh, just talking about what it means to live as a Gentile following a Jewish Messiah. Uh, we both have different journeys that we've entered over the, the last uh, really decade or so, uh, where we've been uh, going down this path of exploring Sabbath and biblical feasts and, and just really leaning into the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. So today we are going to talk more about the Sabbath and uh, really just uh, lean into some of the questions that we've been asked as we've started embracing the practice of Sabbath, um, some questions that maybe you have uh, as you've been curious, uh, maybe uh, the Lord has led you to the idea of the Sabbath and you don't know where to start, uh, or maybe you have some friends who, who Sabbath, maybe they Sabbath on uh, starting on Friday night, or maybe it's Saturday, or perhaps it's Sunday even. Um, we want to unpack some of the things that, that we've run into, that our friends have run into, and just approach this as a conversation. So uh, you get to participate in this today, and we'll take it from here. Sound good, Jim? Excellent. Thank you. All right. Um, well, one, we kind of talked last week about what does it mean to Sabbath, and maybe we could talk about that a little bit uh, more. Um, but one of the, the questions that I've been asked often is, what should you do or not do on the Sabbath? And I imagine Jim and I have uh, some different, different takes on this uh, and some things that we both explored, things that worked, things that didn't. Uh, maybe we start there. I think what's important, uh, what I would highlight and what I think is important to, to say is, we've, like, I've personally and my family have tried a lot of different things. Um, you know, as we've, we've shared in a past episode, uh, we kind of stumbled on the Sabbath through reading a book and uh, we had some minimal guidance. We didn't have any friends who uh, kept the Sabbath. And so we didn't know where to start. All we knew is, okay, 10 commandments say, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. It didn't give us much more than that other than, than rest. And so um, I think it's important to highlight this. There are things in my perspective that you've got to find out what is providing rest to your soul. Um, what is something that we're doing that kind of sets this day uh, apart from the rest of the days. And so I kind of start there. Um, you know, there's definitely this idea in, in scripture that, that talks about the day being holy. And uh, for lack of getting in too deep here, this is kind of how I approach it. Like, what does it mean to be holy? Uh, the Hebrew word is Kadesh, and it literally could be interpreted as set apart. And so when you, you look at this idea of the Sabbath, for me, I'm, I'm looking at, well, how do I make this day different than all of the other days? And so that leads me to the question, like, what am I doing on all the other days of the week? You know, I've got five days a week where I'm working. Uh, I work in a, a tiny office off the back of my property. So I'm kind of heads down. I'm in meetings all the time. I'm busy. I'm doing work. I'm talking to people. Um, maybe I end the day and I'm stressed out. I don't like feeling that way. Uh, 
on the other day where I'm working at home, like I'm usually outside in the yard, I'm sweating, I'm, you know, just heads down on making the, the house, uh, keeping up with the house, cleaning the house, painting things, fixing things, right? I'm sure we, are you getting stressed out just hearing this, Jim? Yes. Oh, right? So for me, I, I kind of approach it from this lens of, okay, here's all these things I do six days of the week. I want to be intentional about how I treat the seventh day. And so mm -hmm. I kind of start at it from that lens. And I think that for me, maybe this is helpful for, for you or for others um, to view it there. And I think it's a, a process of trial and error at some times. So we've been through seasons where, you know, we've tried a lot of different things. Um, when we first started, the part that was most restful for us is we, we put up our phones. Uh, we didn't use technology other than we're playing music on, you know, our speakers at home. We spent a lot of time outside or with our family and playing games and reading the Bible or reading books and doing things that really just filled up our souls um, and, and nourished us and refreshed us. And so we've figured some of that out over the years. Um, we've tried things too, like this may seem silly, and I'm not saying this as a rule, but you know, we would have people invite us to travel to different things um, where I, we would drive like 30, 40 minutes away from our house. And I realized for me, like when I get stuck in traffic, I hate it. Like it, I just get angry and tense and full of anxiety. And for me, that was not honoring the spirit of the Sabbath. And so I realized, well, you know, unless there's like some really good uh, family gathering or gathering with friends that's close by, I'm probably not going to drive on the Sabbath because I don't want to be angry on that day. Right. I want it to be different. So um, I won't make this an exhaustive list because I'm sure we can kind of uh, go back and forth on this, Jim, as we talk. Uh, but those are a few things that kind of stood out for us. Um, where I think I'll end this particular portion is I, I kind of, I think I said this in the last episode, really wanting it to be around how am I being aware of God's presence in the day? How am I spending time in his, in his word and praying and doing this in a, in a life giving way? And how am I taking time to uh, be present in the relationships that I have around me and leaning into those and being very aware and present in those moments, whether it's with my family or, or with some friends. And I think that's been a good uh, just guideline that we've used, um, to figure out what fills us up. And you kind of know it too. If you, if you're not doing this well, you kind of have this internal sense and, oh, that just, that wasn't right. And I think we can trust God's spirit to guide us as we, uh, start to go down this path of practicing the Sabbath. So high level for us, that's where we, we kind of landed. Jim, what are, what are some of your thoughts on, uh, what should you do or not do on the Sabbath? Well, um, as I've studied this, it, it seems to me that absolutely core to um, the way Israel embraces the Sabbath has a lot to do with family. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it might sound like a ridiculous reference, but if you uh, watch The Chosen and they hit Sabbath, um, the husband, the father will usually proclaim a, a good woman who can find and start quoting uh, Proverbs 31. He's actually celebrating his wife at the onset of Shabbat. And um, 
one thing I've learned about Hebrew roots is that it's entirely ste steeped and saturated in family uh, and then perhaps even in community. Hmm. And um, so for me, I, I'm very much about, um, well, probably uh, among my favorite parts are praying over my wife. If, if I had kids at home, I would pray over them. Uh, I probably would use the tele just as a nod to Israel. But, but the rest of the time, it's, it's like the, the intimacy of family and doing stuff together. Um, you know, you have young kids, so that would probably involve engaging it from a kid's perspective where they're actually getting that sense of family and community and being loved and, and being a part of it. Uh, for me, I don't have, we're, we're empty nesters, so it's more like us. And um, I, I try to create moments of intimacy, I mean, flat out real life intimacy, obviously, but I, I don't mean just that. I mean like sitting down with um, some fabulous cheese we bought and a glass of wine and just talking. Not, neither one of us have an appointment to get anywhere. Like I have a whiteboard next to my coffee maker and it's my list and she's always checking my list and we're just coordinating the events of our day. That never happens on Shabbat. It's just um, I'm thinking of having lunch. Would you like to sit down and have a glass of wine or whatever? And then we, we have whatever we're having is already made and no one's, but you know, we, we really actually, we enjoy cooking. Um, when we were married without kids, we would cook till 10 o'clock at night and then eat dinner. And, um, because it was just pleasurable. So we would actually do that here, but, but that often involves cleanup, which I think not, right. not what I'm looking at for Shabbat activities. But what I'm really trying to say is one of the things that I'm after is um, living out practical daily intimacy within the context of a marriage or a family and letting, letting, you know, really like letting there be bliss. Um, yes. I think, you know, were you, were you to have a marriage that is involved in conflict, putting it aside, you know, we can, we can pick up that arm wrestle tomorrow, but today is we're resting from that and choosing to live in bliss. And um, I love that about Shabbat. I just, it's just pleasant. I agree with you. So um, I, I probably fail in spiritual depth on Shabbat because, um, well, the sun's in my eyes and my foot hurts. Um, uh, I, I lack a place to go to that honors Shabbat, that is engaging Shabbat in a way that I want to be part of. Um, I would love to find that where we, you know, we eat together. They, that, again, I'm so new to this; it's ridiculous. But the, the kiddush is, was was that what you tell me? Kiddush, you know, yeah, kiddush is the Jewish prayer that you pray on the eve of Shabbat, so like Friday night. No, okay. So what I'm talking about is you go to a Saturday morning Shabbat service, and they all eat together after. Yeah. It, Oneg. It, it, what is that? Oneg. Okay, fine. That I I would love to incorporate that in today. Yeah. Thus far, I haven't found it yet, but I, I if believe... If you live closer, then we could do that together. We'd totally invite you over. Well, I am praying about an RV, <laughs> so we'll see. So, That's great. Um, yeah. So I, 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 so I feel like 
there's that nuclear family of creating that bliss thing, and then there's the community of a body of believers seeking after uh, Yahweh in a way that is immersed in the Torah, even if you're not a, uh, a Jew, like still honoring the Jewishness of God and, and falling into his ways um, and being among a body of like believers celebrating these events. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, I I agree with you on this. I feel like we've we've kind of tried both different different ways, right, where we're just us as a family. And there's there's an element there where it's been really great. But I feel like the sweet spot has been when we have other people that we love that we're able to you know, just spend the day in conversation and relationship that just takes it to a different level. That's really yeah. great. Um, yes. And I love yeah, it. I mean, it opens a new dimension. I believe it's intended by God to have it. Like I've done it a few times. I have friends in Jacksonville and, you know, we, we do this service and then we sit and have a meal together. And right. Just the warmth of it. And if you've had any kind of robust worship service and you come into this meal and everyone's lit up in the Holy Spirit, so to speak, sits down and joins together in a meal. Well, that's that's a joyful thing. That's um, totally. that, that appears in my perfect world view of the way this should be. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, what, one other thing that comes to mind for how we uh, like, what do we do on? sabbath like on the actual day like we mentioned we do the kiddish on friday night right um and we've we've like ebbed and flowed through different seasons um we very much want to open up our homes to have more people on shabbat um but there's been things we've like learned or are, have been trying to figure out where there was a season where we had uh people over every single saturday uh -huh. on shabbat and there was like one day i remember like everyone in our family was fighting uh, because we were like trying to get ready and I'm trying to prepare something to talk about. And Christelle's trying to get food together and our kids are like sensing all of this anxiety. And it was totally like the wrong spirit that we were trying to like embrace on that on, on Shabbat. Um, and so we kind of had to stumble through that a little bit too. So like, on one hand, like for me, trying to relax my expectations on what we had to do or, you know, Jim, I think one thing you talk about a lot is being able to prepare like your food a day in advance. Like there's things that we had to be more intentional about so that it wasn't stressful on that day or like simple things like we'll buy paper plates now so we can just throw them away and not have dishes after you've got, you know, two other families in your house. <laughs> And it's like those like really practical things that I think help um, help like remove the burden of what it could feel like if you've got people in your home. And Absolutely. It's been that's been really helpful to kind of to process through. Well, a problem with you and your wife is that you're both you both excel and are very comfortable as hosts. Hospitality is clearly one of your gifts so that producing and and then you've got the john factor where everything's going to be excellent yeah. so um uh producing these well done moments demands a lot and it's it's a million miles from restful yeah and we, we we just had this conversation before we started recording where i said i left the house with just 40 minutes for my prayer time and then a, a neighbor who was injured and i and i i i and then i was flustered because i spoke to him 
like I, uh, somebody who cared would, but then had to be here. And um, I think prepping for Shabbat is an absolute have to have where those totally. things are ready. And, um, you know, I, I guess in a perfect world, I see a body of believers rotating. Everyone does it one Shabbat. So you need at least four right. families for that. And, and so you only do it once a month and or every other week, however it works out with you guys. And uh, but the onus is on the host to have prepared on th- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so that when they go, it, it's like a duck to water. It's not right. somebody struggling to produce something. I, I totally agree with you on that. I think that's important to call out, uh, like initially, uh, probably due to my personality to make things like excellent, like you were saying, yeah, yeah. I felt the internal yes. tension to to do that every single week. Yes. And I'm coming from context of like evangelical Christianity, where, you know, you have to be at church every single Sunday or else. And that was like, what I had to kind of work through is relaxing my own expectations of what like I was putting on myself and understanding that everyone else joining us didn't have the same expectations. And that took me, that took me probably a year uh, to like let go of some of those things and have, you know, healthier rhythms. Like, so what you were saying, I think is really helpful. Like it's okay if you don't have someone over every single Shabbat, like, yeah, imagine that. Um, and so there could be a rhythm to it. Maybe, you know, you invite people over twice a month or it's once a month, whatever it is, um, finding the rhythm that is helpful, uh, for you and your family, I think is really important. Absolutely. You know, we, we also, um, unintentionally are couching this within a home church setting where it's, my experience was there was an actual you know, church, a synagogue, what have you, that they did this in, and and they had a hall. And, and when you showed up in the morning, you brought a covered dish and left it either yep. in there, you know, wherever, and then went in and did service, and then came out and everybody ate together. So no one's house was being descended upon. Right. And um, I'm I'm guessing that's its best foot forward. Yeah. Because the host is always going to be challenged to produce something of excellence. And then and then you get someone like you or, or me who's very big on crossing T's and dotting the I's and then everyone else feels obligated to rise to that occasion and then wrestles with less than when they can't or don't. And well, now we've created something ugly out of something beautiful and, and yep. we create it with the best of intentions. So I, I really think the... Um, the going to a center is the best one, but if it's a home church, then then there's just that sobriety of prepping and 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 spreading it out where it's not always the same person. Yep, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Um, this might be unique to to me, but like I love I love studying the Bible. I love like helping show others like things that are, that I feel like the Spirit is just like revealing to me as I'm reading Scripture. Right and what like early on i think i felt that tension like i would say one of my spiritual gifts is pastor shepherd and i really lean into that and i love it but i was similarly putting too too high of an expectation on myself to prepare like a you know well-polished sermon if you will and that was like stressful 
But one, one thing I found in that regard, because I think there is an element of just like talking about God and what he's doing in our lives that's really like special to happen on the Sabbath and having to like, I'm like, so now instead of trying to cram all this in to prepare a specific thing, I feel like it's become a more natural expression of how I live my life and the, the other six days of the week where I'm reading all the time and I feel like it's, it's filling up this well of, of uh, information and insights and things that God's showing me. So it becomes less of this like rigid structure that I'm trying to adhere to and more of like, let me flow with wherever the spirit's leading on, on Shabbat. So it's like helped me over the years to get to a spot where I'm prepared enough without having to be stressed and I'm able to like have these conversations in meaningful ways with other people. And it feels like this nice middle ground uh, where it's not quite as structured as a synagogue that you might go to or a church service you may attend, but it's still steeped in, in God. And yeah. I love that. We, we've actually veered off into a whole other world that we are not, that it, it, we have not intended to, to discuss. And what you're really discussing at this point is home church. Uh, yeah, or Yeshua groups, or any, whatever, however you want to label that one. This is not <laughs> what we came for, but you know, the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, and that's where He is today. Um, I think, I think that you have to ask yourself about a home church setting, Shabbat or otherwise. Does there need to be a pastor who shows up with a sermon or a teaching, mm-hmm. or does there need to be a the Holy Spirit birthing a topic, and everyone should be qualified to speak on it, to share that there isn't a group of sleeping people absorbing all the work you put into it, or do are we sharing? Right. Um, you know, oh, you, have, you, you can't afford. Well, you know, I, I guess at some point you're going to get people who want to coast, and you get people that want to lead. But really, I see it that just that like. The, uh, uh, Paul, you know, so Paul taught until the early morning. So they they had teachers who specifically taught, who showed up prepared to teach. So I guess that fits the early church model. But um, I think you really need to ask yourself, well, what am I expecting? Am I expecting to have a church that happens to meet in my house? Or am I expecting a fellowship where people show up wealthy to give of what they've gotten out of the Lord this week? You know, so uh, I, I, I've got, I've got a few things I think I would say to that. I think the first one that's important is, you know, we started this on the question of what should you and should you not do on Saturday, right? right? And so I do think it's important that people, especially people who are just like starting out or dipping their toes in the water, like you don't need to feel the pressure to go have a home church on Saturday in your house. And like, you should just relieve yourself of that right now. And there may be something that God calls some people to do and it makes sense. And he's like going to make it clear that that's where he's, he's guiding you and and leading you to start, whether that's a full blown house church or it's a Yeshua group, like you mentioned, or maybe it's just a small gathering. But I think it's, it's really important to stress that like, it should not feel like a burden to Sabbath. And Absolutely. maybe the best thing you could do is just to be with your family on yeah. Saturday and make it different than the other days. Well, I've been doing this for nine years. So I started in 2014. Um, 
I just looked at the word which says, set this day aside, Saturday, aside as holy unto the Lord and rest in it. That's what I've been doing for nine years. So when I say I'm new to this, I'm new to the Hebrew accoutrement to how you do Shabbat. I don't, I'm fairly ignorant uh, about that, but I have got Shabbat down within the context of backing up from life, finding the rest in the Holy Spirit, having a day of joy and fullness. And I love what I have. And then I go to church on Sundays. I mean, I, I looked, I looked for a place to go to on Saturdays. I just couldn't find one in a, in a reasonable distance that I could go to. I also feel confirmed that I'm going exactly where the Lord would have me to go, which is on Sundays. Um, um, so I, I, I think if a person were new to this, they, they wouldn't have to go synagogue shopping. They, they could just find the rest, find the joy. And as, as the Holy Spirit gives light as to, I'd like to add a deeper spiritual dimension. Um, okay. Like I've actually watched, um, Jacob, Jacob's tent meets on Saturday. I, I think they're in, I, I think, I don't know if it's Nashville or Ohio or what, I I'll actually engage a service remotely, which I think is a, you know, you like a lot of Christians since COVID don't go to church. They attend online. I think they're missing what God meant in the community of church. Right. But here I am doing it, but I'm doing it because I can't find one. So, um, uh, yeah, I think your point is so well taken, John, that uh, a, a person new to this who wants to Shabbat, I mean, if, if there is such a verb, um, need not feel compelled to start a home church, too. Like, how much right. else would you like to accomplish in a, in a year or whatever? Right. Now, on the flip side of this, what I would say is if you're in the North Carolina area or Jim, if you want to join us, we would love to invite other people into our homes. And that's something that we specifically like feel called to do and are working that out. Right. Um, so yeah, Jim, if you, if the spirit leads you to come set up an RV in North Carolina, come join us. Well, um, my favorite Shabbat have been in your backyard. <laughs> like great. I just love sharing because when I'm with your family, it is that thing, I, that community of believers. And I'm actually, that would be enough for me. I wouldn't need to go find a church. Yeah. Just meeting with the believers in a family context on Shabbat um, is just gorgeous. Um, you, you probably want to edit out this comment I'm about to make. <laughs> but take a look at your chat. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is a great point. Um, you know, one of the things that that we were talking about as we started this episode is, um, you know, just how other people have approached us with questions. And so this is a good reminder. If there's a, like you're just now starting out um, practicing the Sabbath and maybe you Sabbath, maybe you Shabbat, like whatever that may be, um, send us some questions that you have. And we'd love to use that to start a conversation. Uh, you can email us at hello at theancientway.org and we'll get those questions and would love to just center uh, one of the future episodes around this um, so we can just talk about uh, Absolutely. Our Absolutely. And, and if you consider our whole raison d'etre is to help people find a way when they don't know how to do this. 
uh, help. At the end of the day, it's not that we're excluding Jews. I would assume a Jewish person understands exactly how to do Shabbat. But Gentiles who understand the wealth of our Hebrew roots may very well have no idea how to do it. They want to, they see it, they think it's right, but they don't know how. That's why we're here. And those questions emailed are exactly what we want to talk about. What are the really thing? What are the things you're thinking? You know, because I, I I am doing it for nine years. I can speak all day, as you all know, about what my nine years of uh, solitary Shabbat and uh, what are, what are some of the questions you've already gotten, John? Yeah. Well, so I think another question, which maybe is a little bit controversial, is should you Sabbath on Saturday or Sunday? And especially with people coming out of like a, a Christian environment, you're used to going to church on Sunday. And yeah, that's a question. Like, what, what should you do? Um, Jim, what do you think? Well, well, well um, I, I think the, the, um, the pitfall of legalism is so massive here, it's not funny. So I'd like to preface both yours and my comments is our experience and our perspectives. Every person is going to have to decide this for themselves and not fall under the condemnation of people who may not see it as they do. But for me, the Bible is very clear. As, as God it, it, um, um, Shavuot gave the law, he said, on make like, so as Christians, if, if we come to church and the guy next to us is saying, I murder someone on the regular because I, I work for the organized crime, we'd be horrified. Like, how could you have you have you never heard of the Ten Commandments? This is so fundamental to our faith. How did you miss that one that you're feeling free to murder people? But I think it's the fourth one says this is the day. Make it holy. Keep it holy. Honor it and ultimately honor me by honoring it. And then and then we look at that that call to a Saturday Sabbath, and we say, yeah, you can have Sundays, because we said so. Like, I I don't get how people could miss that is Saturday. And yet, I also don't want to be, that. so in my own personal world, I don't get it, how you could miss it. But I also don't want to be dogmatic that I would judge somebody, because right now they're they're doing Sundays, and Sundays is holy to them because they are separating themselves for the end. But I think at some point you'd have to come to the terms of what what is what is our Heavenly Father actually asking for? What is he directing us to do? And are we doing it? Um, you know, it's like you tell your kid to do the dishes and uh, you go in the morning to make breakfast and there's no dishes in the cabinet. And, he goes, and the kid goes, yeah, I put them in the garage. Because I think it works better that way. He says, yeah, but I, this is where I'm telling you they need to be. Yeah, fine. You can go to the garage if you really want dishes that bad. And I feel like that's what we're doing to God. Well, you can have some other day, not the one you asked for. So for me, I feel like it's a, why the Lord has me going to a church that meets on Sunday. I don't know. But he's God. I, I, I follow his orders. I don't uh, suggest that I should help him run the universe. So there's my answer. That's great. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think what I would share, and then I'll, I'll probably circle back to a, something that you said. Um, we started out Sabbathing on Saturday. And 
I can't remember, honestly, at this point, if if we were just saying we'll choose Saturday um, or if it's it's how it worked out with my schedule at the time, because I actually worked at a church when we started doing this and I only had I had Fridays and Saturdays off and I worked on Sunday and that probably played a bit into how we started uh, keeping the Sabbath on Saturday. And I, for whatever reason, like that was such a good season of our life. And then shortly after, probably a year after we started, we, you know, moved states to be closer to family. Um, and we got involved in a, in a church, but my, my working schedule was now Monday through Friday and then church on Sunday. And so we, we actually tried to change it to Sunday for a season where we would do the like yard work on Saturdays and then go to church on Sunday. And man, like in our experience after like six months of this, I just remember being so stressed out on Sunday. It was not restful. I got involved in like volunteering and I'm doing technical work. Like at one point I even was driving to church separately from my wife and leaving her to fend like with two kids um, to like bring them, get them ready, feed them, take them to church while I'm over here volunteering. And in hindsight, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like, that was terrible. Uh, and it just was clearly not restful. And so we decided to try it again. Like, well, let's, let's go back to what we were doing. Let's Sabbath on Saturday. And it was hard at the time because it didn't align well with our, our schedules. Uh, and so it really took effort to make that work, uh, especially when a lot of our friends wanted to go do a lot of activities and things on Saturday. Yeah. But I like after going through that, that back and forth, it just really highlighted the restfulness of what we experienced every Saturday. And, you know, I feel for us, it was like, that is the day, like S Sabbathing on Sunday just does not have the same, um, the same, like, just I, spirit is the best word I can use. Like in that day, I just feel like it's Sabbath compared to what we were doing. And so we just decided, um, at that time, probably three and a half, four years ago, like we're just going to Sabbath on Saturday. Yeah. And I think that over time. I realized through reading scripture and understanding even Jewish tradition that Saturday was the Sabbath, like what you were describing. And it wasn't until later that, uh, you know, the Roman Catholic Church changed the day from Saturday to Sunday uh, in order to not uh, have any relationship to a Jewish, uh, like a Jewish root that existed, that Christianity right. was birthed out of. Um, and so... I think what I would say that is important to recognize is like maybe for you starting on Sunday is where you start. And I think you should feel the freedom as a Gentile believer in Jesus to do that. But I think it's also important, like Jim was saying, like, where is God's spirit leading you? Um, maybe you try it on both days and see where, see where it lands and follow his leading. Like I fully trust that the the words of god in scripture are living and active we know his spirit is with us and he leads us and guides us into all truth and so he's going to lead you into the right day whether you start on saturday or sunday and i think we can we can trust that and so you don't need to feel a burden in any of this but feel the freedom 
um, to follow where his spirit leads. And I'm going to trust that he's going to like lead people who are discovering Sabbath into what is, is right. Yeah. So it's beautiful as usual. I, I think it's important to, to note that. So the Roman government or ancient Roman government were killing Christians because of their faith in Christ so that you would serve the many gods. And the more they tried to kill them, is the more the church flourished. So eventually Rome was splintered enough that um, they needed to unify. Constantine literally made it illegal to rest on a Saturday. It was a crime. If we find you idle on a Saturday, you are observing the wrong Sabbath because they wanted these, this newly merged pagan world of Rome and the Christians that were pre just last week, we were killing them for entertainment. Now we're making it the official religion, but we're going to keep our pagan folks happy by honoring the venerable day of the sun, a.k.a. Sunday. So you have Christians leaving the directive of God to to enter into the pagan version of a Sabbath. And because it's been for millennia, we're all comfortable with it because we haven't known any differently. But um, if you were to Google... How did this? How did the Sabbath go from Saturday to Sunday, or Saturday Sunday, which is the Sabbath? There's uh, many videos uh, featuring this cardinal who says any biblical scholar will tell you this Sabbath is Saturday. We make no bones about that. That's true, but the Pope felt it necessary to change it to Sunday, and he has the right to change the Word of God. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, like it's a it's 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 so there's the word of God which is holy and immutable. We get this. I believe it. I, you know, it's 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 the way it is. But the 10 commandments seem to be so even more fundamental. Like yes, it's the word of God, but he gave us 10 things. One of them was honor Saturday. But Somebody says, yeah, I override God's commands because I have the right to do it. Oh, my goodness. Like, how, right. how, how is anyone comfortable saying such a thing? I, I'm aghast at it. So, like, I, I um, wrestled with the idea of Sabbath for about 10 years, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, it was just I had no place to – theoretically, I said, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on the wrong day here, but – my entire world is built around a Sunday. Like, you know, I, I grew up Catholic. Uh, I, I've been in, in uh, non-denominational um, charismatic churches for all these years of my life. And uh, there was just no place for me to put Sabbath on a Saturday until by in 2014, it beca- I became so convicted about it. I just took the plunge and did it. I still go to church on Sunday, but I understand about So I may have already said Great. that, but there you go. I love it. Yeah, it sounds like for both of us, we've kind of ended up in a similar, a similar path, like over the years and landing on on Saturday. Um, I would be curious too for people listening, right? If for those who've tried it on Sunday, um, maybe you've Sabbath on Saturday as well. Do you notice any any difference um, in the days where where do people listening land? Be, be curious to just add that perspective to the conversation. Yeah, 
you know, and 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 even though I I do have fairly do, fairly dogmatic view about Saturday versus Sunday, I, I I'll give you that. I don't want to be somebody who's busy judging other people about how they're approaching. You're trying you're trying to set a day for God to God bless you. Right? Just enjoy it. But if you if you if if I've been asked as I just was, that's my answer. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I think that's important too. Because what I have noticed in in some circles of people who do keep the Sabbath is sometimes that's the challenge, right? Is everyone is at different phases of their journey in following Jesus. And right. we should never use something that like we've come to terms with uh, to destroy or tear down another another believer. And so I think that's that's important. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I think we've pretty much <laughs> beaten that one to death. Love it. Well, I think we're coming up on time. Jim, is there anything else that you want to chat through in our remaining? Yes. Uh, regarding the hello at theancientway.com, we are absolutely looking for your questions because we want to address you, your questions, how to help another person find their way in these paths. What we don't want to do is be contentious, particularly over this Saturday, Sunday thing. If, if, if you have a question that is just really you'd love an answer, fine. If, if, if we're, not, we're not welcoming arguments over what's right or wrong. We, we, we put out our opinions there, just that. And we're trying to help people find their way. So let, let's, let's not invite controversy. Let's invite Yes. Um, you have a heartfelt question that you would just love someone to speak to. We're all about it. You want to argue with us that they were out of our minds? We should <laughs> stick with our Christian roots. So yeah, yeah, probably not. So I love it. That. That, yeah, that's that's great feedback. And it's .org, by the way. So if oh, you send you, it sorry. to .com, we will not receive it. Hello <laughs> at theancientway.org. Got to keep my next trick. In, mind. <laughs> in fact. In fact, if you really want to pose a um, controversial, argumentative question, please do send it to .com, <laughs> where it will never be read. <laughs> Everybody great. else can use .org. <laughs> I love it. Jim, this was great. Uh, just continuation of the conversation. Can't wait until we meet next time yep. uh, to just talk more about the Sabbath and how we're embracing the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. Thanks for listening to the Ancient Way podcast, where our work is made possible by generous supporters like you. To find more podcasts and free resources, we invite you to visit theancientway.org. See you next time.